When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody welcome into the phnx suns podcast i'm Lindsay. that's Saul. that's flex and that's espo gentlemen how you doing today one of us is not like the other one really? you gotta call him out like that i didn't call anybody out i'm just saying that there's somebody that didn't want to play our game today <laughs> hey Lindsay's white too what are we no shade about? <laughs> that would be two of you i know that's like what the i other did why'd you single me out no 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 shade to the person that's not playing around no shade that was really funny, Espo. It was a good one. Uh, every once in a while, I have those. <laughs> All right, guys. We I, have... Real quick, before you get started. Yes. Can you feel it? Can you feel the excitement in the air? No. Can you feel the excitement for what's about to happen next Tuesday? No. <laughs> I can feel it. No. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> go. I mean, it's already in the chat. You I'm Ladder said, Lindsay, it's time for Trade Machine Tuesday. I, lo- <laughs> I love that song, too. Maybe. Let's go. Maybe. We'll see. We got to play the DMX oh, have, version. Have you, oh, oh what I, like I said, have you heard version. Lindsay's song? Oh, no. my God. What is it? We'll, we'll have to play it for you. Let's hope Tuesday. you don't ever have to hear it again. Uh, we did get some news last night from our very own Flex. So he tweeted out talks are heating up around the league with teams like Portland, Miami. Philadelphia, Chicago, and Toronto, all very active right now. The Suns could be the mystery team needed to get some of these deals done, per my conversations. With camp weeks away, things could get interesting. I've got one question. Can we trust this flex guy? I don't know, man. I don't know much about that dude. I hear he likes to wear dark shades in the daytime. And I don't stuff. Know, he's kind of sus. I don't know. <laughs> Flex, can you elaborate a little bit on this tweet? Yeah, it was an interesting day yesterday. Um, I spent a lot of my time not sitting on the couch icing my you know what. So, the people don't know what you know what is. No. All right, so. Intestines is what you said. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, so I had a little injury and I I was icing a little bit, but uh, yeah, interesting day. A lot of phone calls. Um, I I spoke with a handful of teams around the league and uh, it was clear in the tweet, you know, teams like Chicago, Toronto, Portland, Philadelphia, and Miami, they're very active right now. Uh, The interesting thing about these conversations, when you have these conversations, I'm talking to them about those situations. And on three separate occasions yesterday, the sons were brought up without me even bringing them up. They they brought them up themselves. Uh, one saying, hey, I think the sons could be a mystery team. Another one, uh, I took a note, said uh, they're the dark horse. And another one used the word entice uh, as teams are trying to entice the sons to have conversations. And uh, I, I, I think it's clear to be very upfront here. Uh, if anyone's talking to the Phoenix Suns, it's about DeAndre. Right? right. Is, is that fair? We, yeah. we don't need to. That's also just like basic. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. 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 Math is yeah. math. And when you exactly. look. Exactly. Yeah, there I are mean, a small amount of guys who are available legally. And then just when you look at it from like, nobody's going to be getting Devin Booker. You're not trading right. the top three. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was a free agent that signed with you. Right. So, Yeah. He right. would be the odd man out. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, teams are calling about DeAndre. And I, I want to make this clear. This is not the Phoenix Suns reaching out saying we don't want DeAndre Ayton. This is teams calling the Suns about DeAndre Ayton, which in essence is a good thing. Yeah. Right? This is a valued player around the league who's got a lot of untapped potential. And there are teams that think if they can get their hands on DeAndre Ayton, they'll be in a good spot. Suns aren't going to give them away. Um, but I will talk about a couple of things. We'll talk about Chicago. Chicago's got DeMar DeRozan on a one-year deal, uh, 28.6 expiring deal. They have to do something, okay? They don't want to just lose that asset. So that's why they're busy. 
they're tell, talking about DeMar DeRozan. We talk about Toronto, a guy like OG Ananobi that we talked about the mm-hmm. other day on the show. Yeah, you know, he's a, a very intriguing guy, but he's got a player option for next year that he's surely going to opt out of. Okay, so OG's on a one-year $18.6 million deal, and then he's got a play option that I believe from my conversations he's definitely opting out of. And so Toronto's in the conundrum. They're saying, man, are we going to lose this guy for nothing? So that's why they're busy. You got Portland with Dame. Uh, You know, we can go down the list. We got Philadelphia with Harden and Tobias Harris. Those are two guys that are kind of uh, assets that they need to figure out what they're going to do. And then uh, Miami, you know, Miami's the team that I think is the team that is more – likely to want to try to entice people to get in because they want Dame, but they don't quite have the assets. And so they're the team that's trying to get people to come in. And then again, the Suns are sitting with a shiny DeAndre Ayton that some people might want to, you know, they, whatever they say about DeAndre, it is what it is, but he's a former first overall pick. He averaged 18 and 10 last year. He's under contract for three years at a little bit over maybe $102 million. And there are teams that value DeAndre Ayton. So calls are coming in, guys. Can we be very clear? The Suns are not Ross or TJ Maxx. They are, Nord- they are Nordstrom. They are not selling on the cheap here. Right? Yeah, no, this no. is not you're coming in and you're getting some sweetheart deal uh, for DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. So this ain't Yusuf Nurkic and spare parts for DeAndre Ayton. It ain't that. And I had people from Portland reach out to me and be like, I'm hearing DA's name. And you know what? You you know it's happening a lot if they're reaching out to me being like, (laughs) you hearing this? Uh, So, like, there's obviously interest, but this is not going to be some simple, uh, you know, here's Nurkic and here's uh, garbage that we've got. Not... Never refer to a player's garbage, but you know the the leftover (laughs) the leftover parts that we don't want. This is going to be a serious deal if it happens, and the Suns are taking calls; they're not actively making them. Well, and you can like Da all you want; that's great for you. But if the offer is not what he's worth, then the Suns aren't going to accept that. I I would find it very very hard to believe it would be Da for Nurk straight up because that that doesn't even match up dollar wise. So it it would have to be something, and, and as and as uh, Espo alluded to, it would have to be something significant uh, on the other end. It's Nurk and Shaden Sharp. It's Nurk and uh, fucking Scoot. It's Nurk and it's got to be it's got to be a stud player to match up with what you're giving up. Because listen, uh, Portland, we all know is high on DeAndre Aiden. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other teams that are very high on DeAndre Aiden, and he's still got several years left on his deal. So that's a valuable asset to keep in in the fold as you move forward, as you try to convince. Uh, your team that you're not, you know, you're not, you know, rebuilding. You're just kind of retooling. And I think, listen, DeAndre Ayton might might like to go somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah. But I will say this. Uh, Nurk and Scoot. <laughs> oh, I would be all over that shit. <laughs> yeah. So that would everybody else. Man. You can... You can dream all you want. It's free. Espo, it ain't Espo, happening. you've been down this road before. Okay? Stop shitting on my dreams. Before they happen, because they inevitably always happen so, when you say they won't. Saul, I will buy you a new car. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Nurk, all right? No. Oh, I'll boy. Buy you a brand right new right car uh, of my right choosing. Uh, no, 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 no. Of my choosing. You will get a day rule and you will of, like it. Of my choosing? Well, no, we have to be S. I keep buying you a $90,000 car. He's going to bring you a Maybach. That's exactly what he was going to do. He's like, oh, it's a car. Like, no, 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 no. Wrapped up in packaging. But go ahead. No, I'm, listen, the conversation is clear. The Blazers love DeAndre Ian, okay? They want DeAndre Ian. They've wanted DeAndre Ian for quite some time. They're enamored with a Scoot Henderson and DeAndre in tandem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Suns are not gonna, just going to give away DeAndre in for Nurkic. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you alluded to some good stuff. I mean, there are some young guys on that Portland roster. A guy like Shaden Sharp, uh, extremely interesting. And if you add a third team and it's Nurk and another player, we can get creative too. But there are talks happening, guys, and that's the that's the that's basically in a nutshell. If 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 the Suns were going to lose DeAndre Aiden. They would need to get another solid big in return because yeah, you need yes. you need another solid big. I, I, I listen. I love the, the players that they have backing up Da, but I don't love them that much. Uh, you need a solid big in return. You need uh, a, a bona fide. 
player that can contribute to this year's roster. Yeah. And possibly you need some draft assets because you yes. lost a shit ton of them yes. over the last two years. So, like, if you can accomplish those three for DA, I would be on board. Otherwise, don't touch that shit at all. Just let this ride out with DA and see where it goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree. I'm in the same boat with you there. I think if you can get a young guy, uh, you know, that comes that can come in with a, a Nurk or whoever the big is that you can sell fans on, he helps now and he helps in the future. That would be key too because you are limited in your draft assets. I also don't, and I'm speaking with with no direct knowledge on this, but I also don't think this is necessarily predicated on a Dame trade. If you can find yes. something that's of interest to the Suns. And your and your Portland, maybe make that deal, and you hope maybe that's intriguing enough for Dame to give it a try yeah. for a little while. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't think that it's just predicated on on that. Maybe there's something more that could happen. Yeah, no, I agree with that. No, no, you're good. Howard said draft assets don't mean shit yes, with this do. team. Listen, they do because as you move forward, you're going to need some capital, some kind of way to be able to have some roster flexibility in case things are not exactly straight up. So, um, like, I, I just think, I, listen, you you need listen as as a as a company, you want to have as many assets at your disposal as possible to give you the most flexibility to succeed in the future. Um, they want to win right now, yes, but that doesn't mean they want to burn the next decade just to try and win this year and next year. So I think there's – I'm not going to say this is certain to happen. I'm not. Um, I'm still firmly in the the camp of it's not going to happen, just like I was firmly in the camp of James Harden is not coming to the Phoenix Suns Black Sunday. You're going to owe me $100 here in about 32 days. <laughs> I, can, we, can we add on to this and, like – no matter who wins or who loses this bet, can we get the exchange of money on camera so that we can like make a piece of content out of it? Well, yeah. Well, first of all, can we, like, can we also this, add that on there? I mean, this in, with no disrespect to Black Sunday, who's in the chat, and a couple of the other people who I also took screenshots of this chat of. Um, I'm not meeting them one on one. I don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah. I don't see their Flash face. Headlights I just first don't want to, you know, like, no, listen, man, like, we're exchanging like some money. I just want to make sure no. we're on the up and up. Yeah, we're, not doing, we're not doing it in a dark alley. It's all going to you know, be yeah. no, we said Papado. We said Papado. Nice area. But I was okay. saying, you know, listen, Papado, you know. We could sit down. Yeah. We could have a meal. She can go we down. Papado. I want to say this. Nurkic's name has been the one that has consistently come up and i don't hate that in a frank vogel system right he's a guy that can can play defense doesn't need uh offensive touches necessarily but can still clean up the boards and get some of those second chance points be there on the on the roll and stuff i think he's a guy that you could insert there at center if you get somebody else along with it that brings a good amount of talent where it, it still works. It, it, it's serviceable enough uh, with him at center that it could be intriguing. You're not yeah. replacing everything that DA offers with with a Nurkic, obviously not even even close in terms of potential. But it's a guy that fits in in the way that Frank Vogel approaches things. <laughs> Fucking everybody in the chat, right? Yeah, now. I mean, I mean, <laughs> l- listen, I, I'm okay with Nurk. I'm okay with Nurk because I understand it's going to be a center by committee when you do that. When you do that, a center come up by committee. You're going to have Nurk, you're going to have Bobo, you're going to have Eubanks, and they'll figure it out. Um, I, I, I want to stress this, guys. The Suns are not going to give DeAndre Ayton away. Um, I'm, I'm certain of that. They're just not going to give him away. If there is a deal that makes sense, I think they do it. And if there's not a deal, they hold on to DeAndre and go into the regular season and see how things shake out. Um, this this uh, doomsday theory... That people are sitting here thinking the Suns are just going to blow this up and now they're just going to trade DeAndre for nothing. I just, I don't get it. There's nothing that shows that as far as Matt Ishby and the guys. Uh, real quick, we do have, just to back you up, okay. uh, Gambo mm-hmm. also tweeted. Uh, he did say, uh, and I quote, let me address some of the DeAndre Aiden rumors. The Suns have not been willing to move DA all summer because they think he fits well. Um, there were there were no offers that would change that. If Nurkic was on the table, I would be surprised if the Suns didn't look into it because an argument could be made that he is an upgrade for Phoenix. 
This would be contingent on Dame being moved. Portland has previously shown no interest in DA, but that was uh, with Dame staying. If they do not have Dame on the roster, they could very well want a young 25-year-old to build around. Vogel needs a defensive-minded center to build his defense around, and Nurkic uh, does, does fit that mold. This would be contingent on a Lillard trade, and I expect... Uh, to expect that to happen very, very soon. Let me say, let me say so this. So Gambo though. thinks that a, a Damian Lillard trade is happening. It's going to happen soon. I, I, I agree. I mean, my conversations yesterday kind of was leaning towards that. So, yeah. My conversation, though, with some people in Portland suggests that Portland has been interested before, that this isn't something that's brand new mm-hmm. when it comes to, I agree. to DeAndre Ayton. And I think to say that Nurkic is a definite upgrade no. is not – it is not fair no. to DeAndre no. Ayton in any sense of it, the way he's currently playing and the potential that he has. So I think that's an unfair assessment when it comes yeah. to DeAndre that- Ayton. Is Nurkic a guy that can come in, like I said, and do a lot of things that, that make it easier to lose a guy like DeAndre Ayton? Sure, but you still need another significant piece for that to even add up in terms of talent. Yeah, right? listen, I, I, I know like a lot of people like to disrespect D.A., He's still an 18 and 10 dude yeah. night in, night out. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit what it looks like. The numbers still say that he is that. Yeah. And so if you're gonna if you're gonna replace Nurkic, uh DA with Nurkic, and you're like like Half-Life Hero says, 13.3 points on 52% shooting and 9.9 rebounds, like that's not enough. You need something else, especially considering the the youth of Aiden as well. That's a factor. Yeah. The amount of uh time left on his deal. That's a factor. Like those are all bonuses going the opposite direction. You need something bona fide to come back and return. Otherwise, it's not worth the, the time. You, as you sit here right now, you are a championship contender. Do not do something that would minimize that in any direction. No, and one yeah. other thing I think we got to take into consideration is, you know, well the the Suns weren't willing to move him earlier. Yet the offers weren't necessarily they weren't where they were right. either because you look at what he did uh, with the Bahamas, right? And yep. I think that upped his value with a lot of teams because yep. you look at the impact he had there and people again are going, oh, there's that potential. Yeah. And potential is the thing that, that really starts to intrigue these teams and go, yep. oh, Team number two, we we, right. we can we can make him that star. Can I piggyback on yeah, that? We on. you know the Mikel Bridges. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. The Mikel Bridges thing is something that is a big part of the DeAndre Ayton discussion, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. Mikel Bridges going to Brooklyn, spreading his wings, and doing what he's doing has now got teams in their GM chair sitting saying, "Is DeAndre the next Mikel?" Is he the next guy that's going to leave Phoenix and, and we're going to let him spread his wings and, and we're going to see a different player than we saw in Phoenix? Right, but well, you could. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, that's the biggest thing, though, is that you've only seen DeAndre in under Monty Williams. Right. With the Bahamas, it was a different coach, a different system, different right. people around him. Different players. The Suns yep. also are probably thinking to themselves, are these offers worth moving DA or is it better to at least wait until the trade deadline to see what we've got with DA being led by somebody not named Monty Williams. Correct. I agree. Couldn't I think, agree more. I think Couldn't you're, agree more. you're playing a dangerous game, though, too, because it could go the other way. And then your offers, if if you do want to move on at that point, may be lesser. So there's this there's this balancing act that you got to figure out and determine. But, yeah. Sure, I, but let, if Nurk and some changes, what you're oh, offering, then I'm willing to take that gamble uh, every day. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I think – I don't think any of us would – be too far off base saying when you watched those games you could tell Monty's system limited him at times how many times did he have 14 points in the first half and wound up with 18 for Not a game the ball, yeah. like didn't get the ball especially when it came to the fourth quarter like so I, I definitely think the the intrigue of having Vogel be his coach and being able to help set him up for success like Vogel has with so many big men, make it more intriguing to keep him in the fold than try to move on. Because even if you want to move on later, if Vogel taps into that potential even more, you're going to get more for him. I don't know if this is true, but Noah Sons just said, Gambo said he expects a Dame trade within the next 24 hours. Well, we'll be here tomorrow at 3.
So <laughs> you won't. Yeah, Whoa. We Wait, let's time out. DA got traded sometime tonight. Oh no, no, no we'll be there right there. I'll, I'll be. I'll be. Not necessarily. No, no, mean DA true. Is a part but, of it. but like, if if something happened, hey, I'm, I'm talking crazy. to my Portland guys right after the show. So if we get something. Oh, we'll be back we'll, here. We'll let you know. Make yeah, sure you follow we'll be the show on Twitter here. at phnext underscore sons. We do have a super chat from Brian. Brian said, better chance of Lindsay being awake at 9 a.m. than Nurk playing more than 56 games. He can't stay healthy. Damn. I mean, Damn. I woke up today at 8.56. So. Oh, oh four Second minutes Brian. before that. Damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is fascinating. It's fascinating because. I'll tell you, there was a lot of talk about DeAndre Ayton on draft night. And the offers they were getting for DeAndre around draft night were, uh, for lack of better words, atrocious. Trash. Okay? Trash. And this is directly from people around the Suns, who I had in-depth conversations with around that time. And it was terrible. Now we've gotten to a point with the Bahamas national team that, you know, DA's performance in the summer, uh, the work he put in over the summer, uh, there are teams giving better offers. And I, I start to wonder at what point do you sit back and analyze and say, is this going to be the highest we're going to get for DeAndre? Mm -hmm. Look, if you know, so I, it's, it's just fascinating to see how they're going to navigate this thing. I'm going to say this. Uh, if it's if you get to a point where it's D.A., and an OG and an OB, that kind of value, you do it. You do it at that point because you get even deeper. You get another uh, another guy with immense talent. If you're not in that range, I think you hold off. I, I think you wait and yeah. see what, what you can get later. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I think it's worth the gamble. And, you know, the Suns are having conversations. Matt Ishbia, James Jones, the rest of the front office, they're having conversations with DA as well. They know where he's at mentally, how he's feeling about the team. They're having conversations with KD and Book and how they're feeling about the situation yeah. as well. They're all doing their due diligence as they should and putting their heads together to take the path that they think is the best path for the Suns organization and the potential for us to win a championship. If they don't feel like DA's bought in, then yeah, they would they would be more inclined to move him quicker rather than later. But if they feel like they have a good opportunity to do something special with this team with DA involved they're going to try that out I man it just I find it not impossible to believe but I do find it hard to believe that they would move on move D DA mm -hmm. without even a, a practice yet in the fold with Frank Vogel like yeah. I just feel like Frank's going to want to see what he has to work with first before they pull the trigger on anything so I feel like we're going to get to training camp before anything is decided. I just it's it's hard for me to believe that because on paper from the outside looking in, you look at this guy and you're like he has all the measurables and you feel like he should be way more dominant than he is. And any coach would tell you that they have the utmost confidence in themselves to try and pull that out of somebody. So to move on from him for somebody who is, you know, the lesser uh unless you're getting a couple other options back I just, I just don't. Can, see can it. I, can I ask you though, if if you're co you you play ball, you know the game. How do you get the top DeAndre Ayton as a fourth option? If it's, it's mental, it's all mental. Yeah, but I, I think you're it's right. How, the, there's not going to be the touches to get him where you want to be, yeah. where everybody thinks he should be offensively. That's what right? I'm saying. So sure. you'd have to do it defensively. And to your point though, James Jones has seen and talked with DA and knows who DA is. So if he if he feels comfortable with the move, I'm going to trust that because he he's seen it. He I think he has a good idea of what he thinks Frank Vogel can get out of DeAndre Ayton. And if he decides to make a move before the season, to me that says he doesn't think that he can that DA can achieve it with. Maybe that might be true, but I also think that you know again James Jones and Monty were in lockstep with a lot of things that happened the last couple of years. Um, I don't necessarily agree with some of the 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 movement that they they or the lack of movement that they put DA in from time to time in the last two or three years. I think I think DA's deserved a little bit more. I also understand that DA is also the culprit of his own actions and 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 results, you know, the results of that kind of spoke for themselves. So I I, I, listen, I, I think Frank Vogel has a unique way of getting across the players. Mm -hmm. he, was, he was able to manage big egos in L.A. I think he, he might be able to do the same thing here and get everybody on the same page. To me, 
I feel like most of this is mental with DA. I really do. And yes, the ball is not going to be focused around DA as much anymore, but you don't need it to be if you still feel like you're part of the offense. And that's where I felt like everything kind of fell apart was that everything was focused around Chris Paul and Devin Booker and everybody else was kind of a side piece. That's the reason why Mikhail is thriving in Brooklyn as opposed to here where, you know, he's averaging damn near 30 in Brooklyn. Here he was averaging like 15, 14 a game. Why? Because everything was focused with those two and they didn't utilize their assets as best they can. He goes to Brooklyn, he thrives. So that's why I'm like, okay, well, maybe pump the brakes a little bit. I get it. Because, again, to your point, James Jones is the one that traded McHale. If he knew McHale was going to average 30, he might not have done it. He, he got yeah. Kevin Durant. He'd do no, it nine, I, No, I get nine that. Times I, out of but, still, but maybe there's another move that he could have made to to supplant that. I, don't I still know. fully yeah. believe that James Jones didn't want to move McHale, that that was a Matt Ishbia call. That's just my opinion on the situation, but that's how I believe this whole thing went down personally. So, somebody in the chat asked, could Dallas get involved? I can tell you this from what, what I heard. Dallas was one of those teams that made trash mm-hmm. offers on draft at, night. on draft night, yes. and they haven't gotten more talent since. They don't then. have anything so else to offer. Yeah, I don't no. think that's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not hearing Dallas at all when it yeah. comes to this stuff. Um, yeah, this is this is this is crazy times. Listen, I, I I'm okay keeping Da. I really am. I'm okay. I, I agree with you. So I think Da's got untapped potential, and I believe when D, if Da gets traded, uh, he's going to show a lot more than we've seen mm-hmm. here. All right. Um, but I'm sorry, go ahead. I know everybody else in the chat is pointing it out. Like, listen, you, you're, you, if you put your stars in, in positions to succeed, they're going to succeed. Yeah. If you stick them in the corner, they'll be fucking useless. Monty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I, I get this, but I want this energy from these people who are vehemently saying don't trade DA the first, if he stays the first time he goes nine and eight, yeah. I don't want to hear Oh, DA should have gotten rid of him, blah, blah. Yeah. Because if you're standing for him now, stand for him when uh, when he has a rough game in the season too. Because that's part of this problem. People people vacillate so dramatically with DeAndre Ayton when it comes time to consider moving on. It's like, well, that's not enough value. But then, uh, you know, during the season, it's like, well, this I'll guy trade can't him for do a bag it. Of chips. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm like, right. well, would you yeah, though? Yeah, yeah. You, you got to chill with that. It's got to chill. Listen, if the Suns can get Nurkic, a young player, and maybe even draft compensation, I think it's time to start really thinking about that. And I think that's that's down the lines of what I think the Suns are going to want to to get DA uh, moved. Yeah. So Jay. either which way, uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Jay said we need Gerald on the show because Gerald would talk about DA's non-existent <laughs> handle. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on it. We'll definitely keep you guys updated um, on any additional information that we hear. But Mike D in the chat did say some of y'all just need to learn how to sit back and ride. LOL. And if you are having a problem uh, just relaxing throughout all of the conversations that happen in the offseason around uh, moves with your favorite team, might I recommend Wink. Wink is a seltzer with just a wink of THC. So how high will you get? Well, just a wink. Some of y'all need a wink. <laughs> <laughs> it is the perfect THC CBD balance, uh, the golden ratio, because there's an equal dose of CBD and CBD is like THC's laid-back friend who keeps the party from going off the rails. It's balanced, it's light, and it's social. And it's also available in either 2.5-milligram or 5-milligram cans. And you can find Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at all Sunday Goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Dispensary in Tucson. They're now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others. So to find the fastest way to get your hands on one, Go to drinkwink.com, and that is wink spelled with an I, a Y. I don't know why I always do that. <laughs> because wink <laughs> is usually spelled with an I. I know, yeah. but I'm like purposely trying to say it's a Y, but my brain it, still says it, I. Because Gerald has be- beat proper grammar into all of us. Gerald stresses me out <laughs> with the spelling and the apostrophes and all the things. Um, I don't know. It's just that's just, <laughs> he does. Anyway, it's uh, cooling down here. In Arizona, and that means it's patio season, y'all. I'm so glad we can finally sit on a patio without just being completely drenched in sweat. And the best patio in town is, of course, over at Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. And they have been for 28 years. And they have happy hour every single day at all 12 locations from 3 to 8 p.m. So check them out. 
grab some delicious food, some fantastic drinks, and hang out on the patio at Illegal Pete's. What are we laughing about in the chat now? Uh, Sal, don't act like you like you needed a wink when you <laughs> talked about Landry Shamit last season. Oh, my God. I mean... I mean, you guys make it so hard faster. for me just to move on. <laughs> I do it to go. myself too, but you know, yeah. Uh, Gerald in the chat said, you're welcome. Notice the apostrophe placement. Okay, Gerald, I know where the apostrophe in your goes. That's an easy one. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're trying to throw shade at me right I now. Mean, you know, that's Damn, just, Gerald. You know, I just hate her energy. I know, Charles said, Gert's taking all the shade. Oh, look, no, he's throwing the shade. I feel Charles. like Gerald and every other multiverse is an English teacher. <laughs> this yeah. is just the one place that he's a, a, yeah. a basketball reporter. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, I think we're going to have a spelling bee with Gerald at some point in time on the show. I want, no, no, I want none of that smoke. I, me neither. I can't spell. I can't either. I'm, I'm so dyslexic too, this. so y'all going to have a comedy Wait, are you hour. Real? You real? I am. Yeah. Who is that? Let's go. Let's go, Adam. <laughs> y'all super dyslexic. Seen. Hashtag team dyslexic Yo. stand up. I'm a feel seed. Yo, I'm super <laughs> dyslexic. <laughs> we got it, Adam. <laughs> we got so it. excited, you guys. <laughs> I love this. We, we, we excel at other things, but yeah, not that stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't ask oh me to write your God. birthday card. None of that stuff. My wife does all that stuff for me. I, I write. All, man, guys, it's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen Emma this excited yeah. in Let's go, Emma. life. Uh, listen, we got to talk about the Lakers. We're going to continue our conversation by discussing the Lakers today when we're looking at contenders around the league Boo. who could potentially be in the Suns' way. So some key additions for the Los Angeles Lakers this year. We've got Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, Jackson Hayes, Christian Wood. Some key losses, Dennis Schroeder, Lonnie Walker, Malik Beasley, and Mo Bamba. How do you guys feel about the Los Angeles Lakers being competition for the Phoenix Suns this year? I, I have a theory when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers. I feel like the league is downplaying the potential of this team because they want a storyline where LeBron is somewhat the underdog, that the Lakers are this, uh, this team that surprises a little more than anybody thinks. But if you look at the roster moves that they made, they made some damn good moves this offseason. Torian Prince, Christian Wood, Gabe Vincent, uh, you know, they all the guys that they re-signed, they have shooting, they have length, they have defense, and they have the two stars. Uh, the question is, who's the third? That's to be determined. But to me, this is a team that, that legit scares me when you look at it, at least on paper. We haven't seen it on the court, obviously, but on paper – they did a lot with their bench like the Suns did. They've made their roster a lot better. Yeah, they're a team that I thought had the best summer in the NBA. I think the Suns and the Lakers were fantastic this summer. Um, my question is the third guy. You know what I mean? The, the, the third guy who – is it Austin Reeves? Is Austin that third guy? Yeah, like, he's, he's the third guy. That's, I don't, that's I don't my believe biggest in question. him, but we'll find him. What? I, I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he's part of a big three, the third guy that's going to carry you to a championship. He's a f tremendous role player and can score just about, maybe not at will, but pretty damn close. You, would you rather have Bradley Beal or Austin? Well, Bradley Beal. Okay. Well, I, we're talking. But that's not the question. Big, we're talking big threes, though. Uh, you know, if, if, can he be part of a big three? I'll say, I'll say this. I think their their bench and their depth is probably just a little bit stronger than the Suns right now. I, I would agree. At, and and I whole, think that evens out that third star. I, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. I think the biggest question that comes with the Lakers is just health. I yeah. mean, when you're led by LeBron James, who I'm not trying to disparage him at all, but he is much older now. Um, he's still a fantastic basketball player. And then Anthony Davis, whose nickname is Mr. Glass. Like, I think that's always going to be your biggest concern when those two are your two superstars. Hey, How healthy can they remain throughout the season? You know how yeah. old LeBron James is? Oh my One gosh. year younger than me. Like Al Horford? Yeah, just wow. like Al Horford. <laughs> but he's got more skill than Al. So I mean, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely the biggest concern there. But Saul, to your point, can the depth help manage some of that? Yeah, I think it can. I think, again, what I was talking to EJ about was 
you don't have to be the best team in the league if you're the Lakers. You just have to have listen, when they when they were down, when like AD would miss games or LeBron or both, like they were not a good team. They weren't even a playoff contending team, right? And so they got so far behind the eight ball. Like remember at the beginning of last season, like they started off terribly mm-hmm. and they had to work all the way back up. And give them credit. They did. They made some shrewd moves at the trade deadline. They got Jared Vanderbilt. They got Rui Hachimura. Like, those two by themselves helped make up a a significant gap. They started getting on a winning streak, and then they made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Like, that's nothing to sleep on. Uh, Now, I don't think that they're going to have that fall off if one of those two guys misses at the beginning of the season or at any point in the season. That drop-off won't be as significant anymore, so you're not going to lose as many games to them as you once were. So... I think they're they're one of the top three or four teams in the West. Um, I think matchup wise, they are going to be a problem for a lot of teams. And again, if it, it, the thing with me is, is when does LeBron really start to show his age? And what I will say is, is last year in the playoffs, like LeBron had some good games, but every time, especially against the Nuggets, they got to that fourth that fourth quarter, and homie was gassed. For the most part, like it was, it, it, he wasn't the same LeBron that you've seen in the past in that in those fourth quarters, and the Lakers lost. Uh, they got swept because of it. So, and that's where I think some of these guys they added the supporting cast winds up helping in that because maybe he doesn't have to carry as much of a load in the third quarter. Very much like we've talked about the Suns and Book and KD with a more of a bench, maybe you can extend those rest periods just enough where you get through it. In the fourth, uh, yeah, I don't. This Lakers team is, is concerning. I think that I think something I'm going to look out for is the D'Angelo Russell and uh, Austin Reeves thing, because they just gave D'Lo that contract, but Austin Reeves also got the deal, and one of them is going to have to shake out and see who's the guy there. And I wonder how that's going to die, how that's going to affect maybe D'Lo if Austin Rivers ends up getting that. Uh, that spot is D'Lo going to be okay being a six man? Do you still get uh, what you normally get from D'Lo? I, I'm I'm fascinated by how that's going to shake out because I do think Austin Reeves is going to ultimately be the guy uh, behind LeBron and, and AD. But. Listen, D'Angelo Russell, um, he's had a a decent career. He's made a lot of money, but he ain't that dude. He's never been that dude. Like. Yeah, it's uh, just. But they paid him to be that. They dude. paid him because you you see the potential and you're like, oh, it's it's there. But he's never shown to be that dude. He's had a couple good games here and there, but nothing. I mean, I can't remember one D'Angelo Russell game where I was like, damn, yeah, like that's the dude, right? Yeah. Um. So I I I don't think it, he has to understand that he's not he's not in that realm anymore. And listen, Austin Reeves went up and took it. He did. Like he went up and took it because of his play last year. Um, balled out the World Cup as well. Like you gotta give that dude credit. So I, I don't think, I don't think uh, it's it's really in question between D'Lo and and Austin. Okay. Also, think, don't ever say D'Lo to the Suns again, please. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Yes, I remember. Y'all that. I do remember, remember that all God. the time. Connor, what a I love time you. to be alive. D, D- he D-Lo, said LOL. I, I, I think D'Lo could be a, a great six man though if he accepts. Oh no, he needs to accept role. that role. Yeah, yeah, he needs to accept that role. Um, so well, Capitan said LeBron excused from load man- management rule. I think he Based is actually, he players, is yes. because they have exceptions for players of certain age or minutes and games played. I think, and I think all he's met all of them. <laughs> um, maybe twofold. I will also yeah. say this about the, the, uh, the Lakers and, uh, sit ruck 22 kind of hit it on the nail, uh, Hit it on the head. Um, it was you other just, way down. You, yeah, down. you just. I had it right there. <laughs> uh, Rui Hachimura played well last year too. Mm-hmm. Rui Hachimura, I could see if the, if the Lakers made a run. Yeah, he would take on that kind of that Aaron Gordon role where you have a, a player that kind of uh, surpasses the expectation and becomes so dominant in, in a way that um, it, it just you know transforms the team to a certain degree. Aaron Gordon was a damn problem last year for every team. Yeah, he, he beasted our guys down low in multiple games. Like he was a matchup nightmare for us. Yeah. Um, so Rui, uh, he had he scored very well down the stretch in the playoffs. He was a go-to player for them in a lot of cases. So I would, you know, I think if this if the Lakers were going to make a run, that would be the type of player to keep an eye on. Say, okay, if he I makes like, that jump, I like ooh. Gabe Vincent too, man. I don't think we're talking enough about Gabe Vincent. I like Christian Wood too because not the pressure that he's had elsewhere, 
And if AD goes down for a little bit of time, he's the Walmart version of AD that you can have him out there. He can grab some boards. He can hit from three. He can do yeah. a little bit of that to maybe keep you afloat. Yeah. I detest Gresham. I, I think I think Rui, Vanderbilt, and Gabe Vincent are going to be tremendous for the Lakers this year. You ever just watch anybody play and you're like, oh, I don't like their game. Who? Christian Wood. Oh, man, yeah. I do not like watching Christian Wood play basketball. No offense to him. If he ever found his way to the Suns, I would enjoy those games. But I am just not a big fan of his game at all. All right, so overall, let's look at our fear factor meter here. How are you feeling about the Los Angeles Lakers? From least worried to most worried, we've got L.A. traffic, L.A. prices, L.A. weather, or showtime. I'm going beyond showtime. I'm going Jerry Buss chest hair. Like you saw in winning time, <laughs> it concerns really, really me worried? that much. Yes, this is the team that I look at and I think on our list may concern me the most out of any of them. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm uh I'm going showtime. I am. I, I'm gonna I'm I don't know if I'm going to Jerry Buss's chest hair, but I'm going show <laughs> I'm going I'm going showtime because I, I do think this team has uh, little intricacies about them that can cause the Suns some problems. Their length, their defensive ability, and the fact that you're going to roll out LeBron and, and AD in a playoff series, that worries me. If they're healthy. If AD can be healthy, this team is scary. I, uh, I too, will go Showtime because I think if if they're clicking, then matchup-wise, they will give the Suns some issues. Yep. Um, and that's a problem. But I ultimately think the Suns are the better team. I just think that the the three the the star three that we have mm-hmm. are um, just so much better than than anybody else's in my opinion. I'm gonna go L.A. weather huh. uh, one below you guys because I get it, um, but I'm concerned for mostly the health and then the age of LeBron. I know that we have Kevin Durant, who's also a little bit older, technically speaking, but I think the Suns would be able to get the best of the Lakers in a seven game series. I agree. So I'm agree. not. I'm not too concerned. I think it would be a tough matchup. I'm not saying it would be a sweep by any means, but I think the Suns would ultimately come out um, successful in that one. I like. I love random uh, gun there. I was thinking Showtime until I remembered we have Bull Bull. <laughs> 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 All right, we do have a couple um, super chats. The first one from Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. We appreciate you. Said. Hi, Lindsay, Saul, Flex, and Espo. Well, everybody is in the sunglasses mood except for Espo. Espo, where are your sunglasses? Do you only wear their, wear them at night? Let me just say this. I'm a big, bright, shining star, and these three have to wear sunglasses when they're me. <laughs> Otherwise, they can't take it. Um, well, Flex and Saul just had them on, and then I felt left out because I was the only one not wearing glasses because Espo at least has glasses on. So then Emma got me some glasses to wear so I didn't have to be the odd man out. Mine were Um, in my car and it was three minutes before show. Bobby also said, I'm here in Phoenix at Hooters of West Phoenix. (laughs) So that's that's where it's popping. That's the Hooters that's popping, y'all. All All right. And then we also got one from Bees. Bees said, where do Suns trade exceptions fit in all of this? Probably going back to the first segment as far as the movement. Yeah, they don't have any trade exceptions. No, they they do. do. They have two. But you um, can't package it with multiple players. That's correct. Right. That's so, right. Correct. Um, I mean, that's a that's an area where you know that just gets real convoluted. It, it's yeah. it's a they have two of them. How do they use them? How do they go about it? Do they utilize them in this deal? Possibly, potentially, um, but we'll see. I mean, people keep saying Aiton for Nurkic. That doesn't work. Aiton just for Nurkic. Yeah. Um, so that's where you start to throw some of this stuff around. Yeah. All right. Um, I know a lot of people are saying we're wearing sunglasses because we're all high, but that's not the case. Uh, We're just wearing them because it's a Thursday (laughs) and why not? Uh, But if you want to get high, maybe I can recommend you some OGs. OGs Brands has the best scratch made THC gummies on the market. They also have created uh, mixed bags. You can get all the fruit flavors or all the cream flavors in a mixed bag so that you can keep it exciting. Like if you're in the mood for some peaches and cream, you can have that. If you're in the mood for blackberries and cream, you can also have that. On the fruit side, you got red apple or watermelon or peach. A lot of great flavors and a lot of great products from our friends over at OG's Brands. So try them out for yourself or try a few of their many delicious products and flavors. You can check them out across all social at OG's Brands 
or you can find them online at ogsbrands.com to find a local dispensary near you. You do have to be 21 or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Also, Saul, um, I'm in the market for a parlay pick this week on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Do you happen to have one for me? I got you. What you got? Here we go. Six team parlay for college football starting Saturday. All right. Six teams. Ready? You got Oregon, going to beat Colorado. I'm not taking the money line because it was like minus 24, I think. And I just, I don't trust it yet. Um, Colorado's still a decent team. They might get the the brakes beat off of them, but I just didn't feel comfortable taking that. So, so, taking the spread, so, so taking I'm just the money. taking the money line, Oregon money line. I got Boise State money line at at San Diego State. I got Florida State money line at Clemson. I got Utah uh, with the spread over UCLA at home minus five and a half. And then I have Mississippi money line at Alabama. Hmm. That's what I have as the big upset. Ooh. Mississippi at Alabama. I think Alabama is dog shit right now. They're going to lose at home, and everybody's going to panic in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Aren't they playing three quarterbacks? Uh, yeah, they They're don't know. If you have place, three quarterbacks, yeah. you have none. Yeah. And then uh, finally, uh, Arizona money line at Stanford. Uh, they better win that game. Otherwise, they're totally <laughs> screwed, and they're not going to a bowl at all. They might not anyway, but you know that's it. So 16 parlay, there you go. Sheesh, that's a that's a big one. I like it, Saul. Thank you like for bringing it. that. If you guys have not signed up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app, make sure you do that today. And make sure you use the bonus code PHNX. When you use that bonus code, you place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Let's now welcome in our special guest to the PHNX Suns podcast. Trevor Lane, host of Lakers Nation, joins us now to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Trevor, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing well. Excited for the start of the, the NBA season, which is just around the corner here. But uh, but thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So listen, I think it might be safe to say this, but I'll get your opinion on it. Are the expectations for the Lakers this year championship or bust? Yeah, I mean that's that's some Lakers fans every year, regardless of what, what their team looks like. But but um, yeah, I mean, look, they I think they had a really nice off season, and they've got obviously you know LeBron James, Anthony Davis, if they can keep this team healthy come postseason, I think that that potential is out there for them to win a championship. So yeah, if the potential is there, that's always going to be the expectation for the Lakers. You mentioned it with the off season there. I think the Suns and Lakers had two of the best off seasons in the entire NBA. You guys extend Anthony Davis and, and uh, Jared Vanderbilt. You re-sign Reeves and D'Angelo Russell and Rui. You add Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, like all of these guys. Just can I get your general thoughts on the off season that you guys had and how much some of those depth moves could help you for the upcoming season? I mean, what a difference a year makes, right? That's that's really, I mean, when we're looking at the the decision-making process of the front office and just the, the entire team building process that they went through compared to where they were a couple of seasons ago, even last summer, um, it, it's night and day. They have gone away from that three-star model that just didn't work, that nobody was asking for, except for maybe a few players on the Lakers, but um, that, that, that fans were hoping to see that the team that um, that actually lost to your Phoenix Suns in 2021, a lot of people were hoping to see that team brought back. Instead, they blew it up and they went with this three-star model. It was a disaster. It was a nightmare of, of two seasons for, uh, for the Lakers. And now it feels like they've got back on track and they've realized that that three-star model didn't make the most sense, particularly with the pieces that they were trying to add in. And now going at it with depth and not just depth, but, but young players, young players who still have some experience. You've got a lot of guys who are in their mid twenties with Rui Hachimura, with Jared Vanderbilt, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, you know, even Torian Prince is 29. Aside from Anthony Davis and LeBron James, nobody on this team is 30 or, or over, which you said <laughs> that a year ago, especially two years ago, we were talking about Trevor Ariza and Wayne Ellington and the like, man, it, it's been a, a major shift for the Lakers front office. So it's, um, 
It's been a much better roster build. I think we'll see how it all plays out. But on paper, this team is much improved, particularly with the depth that they've got now. Trevor, I got a question. Um, I mean, this is probably a tough thing for you to answer right now. With all the turnover we had, piggybacking off that question, uh, what would you say right now on paper, without seeing them yet, is the Lakers' biggest strength and biggest weakness going into the season based on what you can see on paper? So biggest strength that I see is their versatility. You know, I've been asking for wing depth for years. I think that that's a very big key for NBA teams in the in the modern game. And finally, the Lakers have it with those guys, Rui and, and Bando and uh, et cetera. You've got Torrey Prince, even Cam Reddish. Can he get into the mix there? Of course, that LeBron guy. I, I think that is a major strength of theirs is that they have a lot of different ways that you can play because they have so much depth on the wing. They can play big. They can play smaller. They can uh, they can go with a more scoring-friendly lineup with a guy like Rui out there. Vanderbilt gives you some more defensive looks that you can go to. So I think they have a lot of versatility to mix and match. Um, can be a tough thing, though, too, if you make the wrong decisions with your roster choices but uh, or your lineup choices. But I do think that is a, a strength of theirs. As far as the weaknesses, I'm looking at the, the guard position defensively. Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell, I think they're a great fit on the offensive end. But they did rely a lot on Dennis Schroeder last year, who's now a Toronto Raptor to deal with things defensively for them. And uh, can Gabe Vincent step into that role? He's probably not quite as good of a defensive player. So that's putting a lot on on Reeves and D'Angelo Russell to defend at a, at a super high level there. And that's um, that's going to be a question mark. And then can you get enough consistency with three-point shooting? And Lakers fans know it seems like every player that comes to the Lakers as a quote-unquote shooter there's like a 5% dip in their three-point percentage. It's a Lakers tax, as, as we call it. Um, can they find a way to consistently enough hit from behind the arc? That's going to be a question mark for this team as well. Wow. Maybe this is an easy question, um, but I was curious, out of the newcomers, who do you think is going to be able to step in there and have the biggest impact right away? Well, I mean, the dollars tell you that Gabe Vincent should be the guy to really step in, and I think he steps right into the Dennis Schroeder role as the off-the-bench guard we'll see if he can win a battle with d'angelo russell for a starting spot my guess is delo's got uh the leg up there but uh, i think gabe vincent is a guy who can step in and can contribute right away he's the guy who's going to be uh required to do so but the guy i've really got my eye on it's torian prince has shot 44 percent on corner threes for three straight seasons we'll see if that lakers tax is in effect or not but i thought he was a really nice pickup i was surprised when the wolves let him go at seven million and change decided not to pick up their option there they had some you know, concerns, you know, cap wise and everything elsewhere. But uh, for the Lakers to get him at four and a half million, I thought that was a bargain. And he's a guy that I'm really high on. If the Suns and the Lakers met in the Western Conference finals, what do you think that series would look like? Man, I, I think. I, I think first of all, Adam Silver would be smiling ear to ear if they, if they could get that. He would, this would be this would be fantastic for for the NBA if they could if they could get that matchup. KD against LeBron out there. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Everybody's healthy for that one. I know that's going to be a key uh, for both our clubs. But when I when I look at how that matchup breaks down, I think the question becomes. Can the Suns do enough defensively to stop the Lakers? I think that's one of the question marks about this Suns team. And Frank Vogel is a very, as we know, is a very good defensive coach. Can he pull them together well enough on the defensive end of the floor? And then on the flip side, do the Lakers have enough defensive players to throw at just this tidal wave of offensive forces that the that the Suns have? The reality is you've got Reeves and D'Angelo Russell. One of them is going to have to defend. At least one of them is going to have to defend Booker or Bradley Beal. Like, that's tough in and of its own self. And then who's going to defend Kevin Durant? What does that look like? There's some really interesting matchups all over the court. I think it would be a really close, really fun series. And again, I would just be fingers crossed, hoping that everybody is is healthy because we've got so many injury-prone players on both sides of the ball there. You kind of alluded to it there, but with LeBron and AD, it feels like you guys have not been able to have them both healthy at the same time for the right time of year. Last year, we kind of saw it. You guys get to the Western Conference Finals. Is that just kind of on your list of concerns for the Lakers? Is that number one, just getting those guys on the floor? Yeah, ultimately, they've they've got to stay healthy. And I think that part of what we saw happen this past season was uh, you saw LeBron December, January, kind of push down on the turbo button a bit when the team was kind of struggling a bit. They had that too intense start to the season, and that was certainly rough. So you saw LeBron have to really kick it into gear earlier in the season than he would have liked. And then 
he gets hurt. Anthony Davis comes in. He's got to do a lot of heavy lifting as the team makes that playoff push towards the end of the season. By the Western Conference Finals, it really felt like they just ran out of gas. So the hope for this team is that the depth that they've provided uh, the squad with will allow them to not have to burn so much energy just getting into the postseason. In the West this year, who knows? It's going to be crazy, but um, hopefully not have to burn quite as much energy getting to the postseason and then have something left when they get there and ideally you know, avoid some injuries because some of the other guys that are on the team, some of these younger guys with fresh legs can do a bit more of the heavy lifting. You know, I got a question. It goes back to uh, the Lakers Sun series back in 2021. I kind of want to forecast a little bit in that series. You, you always got the stars. You got LeBron, you got Anthony Davis in that series. You had book and CP forecast out and looking towards the Lakers playoff this year. You need luck to win a championship. You need the right things to fall the right way. We know we have LeBron. We got Anthony Davis. Who's the guy that you think in the playoffs will take that leap and and potentially be the third guy that you're going to need to win a championship or make a deep playoff run? Every team needs it. Um, Who do you think on this roster is is ready to take that leap and be the sidekick to LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis in the playoffs? I think we've already seen it. It's Austin Reeves. Austin okay. Reeves has, uh, he did it this past year in the playoffs. It blew my mind. I couldn't believe it as it was happening, but there <laughs> they are at the end of game one against the Memphis Grizzlies. There's like two minutes left in the game and the ball is being run through Austin Reeves. I'm going, oh my gosh, you know, this guy's undrafted and, and LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on the floor and they're running pick and roll with Austin Reeves as the ball handler and he's the guy taking the shots. Yeah. Now the defense was giving him those looks, but still he stepped up big time. We saw him play pretty darn well with uh, Team USA at the FIBA World Cup. So I think he's the guy, particularly on the offensive end of the floor, that they're going to look to to step up quite a bit. The postseason doesn't didn't seem to phase him. Sometimes you get those players where their first experience in the playoffs, like we know it. I mean, the level of play it ramps up, and that can get to players. And we see those guys who who fade in those moments. Austin just continued to do his thing, and he did the same thing in the in the FIBA World Cup. Just kept doing the things that he does. So it doesn't. The pressure didn't seem to bother him. So I think he's the guy they can rely upon to step up in those big moments, to hit some big shots, to handle the basketball, to do all the things that that he does. Um, and his growth has been absolutely tremendous for, for the team and really inspirational to see, just given that he went from being an undrafted player to where he's at now. Absolutely. All right, Trevor. So I got one last question for you. <laughs> Obviously, winning time just wrapped up. <laughs> and I know that us out here, not even as Lakers fans, we're pretty bummed to see it wrapped up. But I can't imagine how it's been for L.A. people for it to end on that note with the Celtics win. Are people doubt, out there dying for a renewal somewhere so it can end on a happier note? Yeah, we're, we're hoping that it gets picked up on Netflix or, or something like that because, you know, it was such a tremendous series and I, I enjoyed watching it. It's been uh, been a lot of fun getting to watch that era, kind of the part of the era that I grew up in and getting to see that again. Um, I, I do hope that it gets picked up somewhere because it was so much fun just watching that and, and reliving all of that stuff. And I do hope that, that they wind up um, yeah. finishing it on a happier note. I don't think that was the intention when no. <laughs> when they wrote the series, they were looking ahead to a season three, you know, mm-hmm. and it just didn't wind up happening. They had to go, you know, Empire with this one and end, end on a down note <laughs> and with the, with the intention of, you know, finishing it. And they never got the they didn't get the opportunity to. So hopefully that that does come because certainly finishing with the Celtics championship did man. That, that does not feel right. <laughs> it didn't. And it was, spo- it was supposed to be cool because season two was supposed to end with that shot of magic in the shower locker room, like brooding and like setting up the revenge for the next season. And now we just don't even get a season three. I hope someone picks it up. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes life just isn't fair, right? (laughs) We know that it's (laughs) sons. Trevor, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time and everyone watching and listening. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Thanks, Trevor. No problem. Thanks for having me. Gerald's gone again. Who'd have thought? Look at that. (laughs) Shout out to Trevor once again for joining us and sharing some insight with us. Listen, if you guys like the sunglasses we're wearing... You can get them, too, at Shady Rays. Shady Rays is the best place to get premium polarized sunglasses, gear that is built to gl- to last. They are an independent sunglass company with a world-class product. And right now, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season to you. Just go to ShadyRays.com. Use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200 
150,000 people. Also, PHNX has teamed up with our friends over at Splash Sports, and we have a weekly Pick X and NFL Survivor contest for everyone to participate in for real money. So here's how you enter. You just head to SplashSports.com slash PHNX. The link is also in the description of the show and sign up. You deposit cash to get started, and it's just five bucks to enter either of those. So head to SplashSports.com slash PHNX to join in. We'll have different contests coming out throughout all the different seasons of sports that are going on, specifically Suns and football right now. Um, And we're super stoked to compete with and against all of you guys. So be sure to click the link in the description. And again, that is SplashSports.com slash PHNX. So when a player gets new shoes, like Devin Booker did, we also get a lot of new articles and stories about said shoes but usually within them we also get some little nuggets some little gems if you will and uh, we did get that with Devin Booker he had an article come out with GQ and there were some really cute things in it specifically we knew that we had talked about this a few weeks ago you know the story of Devin having a fat head of Kevin Durant in his bedroom when he was younger Um, but he also talked about some of the shoes And how he kind of approached that when he was younger. He was one of those guys who knew when all the drops were happening and all the things. And he wore KDs all the time. And apparently this year we might be getting some new colorways from KD as well. Because Devin was talking about some of the retro colors that he's been bringing into the locker room. And he said, yo, this is nostalgia right here. I would have fought somebody for these a few (laughs) years ago. And now I'm sitting right next to you in reference to KD. So lucky for Devin. He doesn't even have to try and get his hands on them. He just has to show up, and KD's going to hand-deliver them. That's pretty dope. I think it's so entertaining because we see Devin Booker uh, in the public eye as this very calm, collected, you know, sometimes, you know, stone-cold face, and he's fanboying over (laughs) being next to Kevin Durant and his shoes. I I think that's fun to get that little glimpse about it. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I mean, Devin's good with that stuff too, man. And uh, he's not lying when he says that stuff. This guy's a sneakerhead. He he really cares about his sneakers. And to be sitting next to KD, that's kind of that's kind of cool moment for Devin. So I'm I'm glad he's enjoying it. I mean, that would be the only thing that like KD is cool. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but his shoes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, like one of my favorite pairs of shoes were his uh, second version, I think. Yeah, um, they were like high tops, and they had like a netting on it, and I just. Uh, I love them. I mean, and that's that's kind of one of the cool things, too, about we're getting a little bit of a glimpse into maybe what we can. Did Devin scoop what Katie's dropping this year? <laughs> did, did he, he do, give us the scoop? Did he do it on purpose to help his shoes by, uh, I by don't know. what's going on? It was a combo know. collab. Yeah, the, <laughs> these guys are very strategic how they do and say things. So I, I, I think you're on to something there. Yeah. Do you think they could switch shoes? And KD rocks the books, and books rocks the KDs. I mean, why not? I bet you at why some not? point, I, when books <laughs> shoes officially drop, Kevin Durant's going to be wearing them. Of course. When KD releases new colorways or whatever it may be, you know books are going to be wearing yeah. them, at you, least for, like, um, entrances into yeah. the games. That'd be fire. Yeah. It would also be fire if they were wearing one of our shirts. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. We'll send them <sighs> one. That kind of money. But, but dream is free. <laughs> uh, but this is just kind of a cool, full, uh, like, full circle moment because – um, like we've known about this for a while now, but I don't know that you really realize it until you hear directly from Devin. And he was kind of talking about how it's just so surreal that one of the biggest reasons that Kevin Durant wanted to come to the Suns in the first place was to play alongside Devin Booker. And when Devin sits back and thinks about how huge that is, knowing that growing up, he idolized KD. He wanted to be like KD. And now he has reached this level of success in his career, and he has worked so hard to reach that level that Kevin Durant, a guy who he looked up to, wants to play with him. Yeah, like I don't, I don't even know if it hits the same for Devin yet until maybe he retires and takes a step back. You, You know what's interesting is if you go back to draft night, people think that KD, uh, you know, gradually got this love for Devin. If you go back to draft night when Devin was drafted, you know what I'm oh, talking yeah, about. He was, he was pissed. Oh man, he wanted if if the Suns didn't take uh, Book at 13, he was going to be. They were 15, o- right? They were four. Okay. Were they four, 14? Okay. They were 14. They ended up taking campaign. Campaign, yes. Right. 
but they wanted Book bad. Yeah. I mean, KD was pushing for Book bad. And there's days I think, like, if Phoenix didn't take Book there and he ended up in OKC, what would that look like? Oh would that God, would that have even? I, I think they probably all still be there winning championships together. Yeah, does the NBA completely change with that? By the way, Lindsay, uh, when I found out I was going to be sitting on the same set as you, I felt exactly like Book. book <laughs> I did too, really. Yeah. My first day sitting next so to Lindsay, I was a little, right I was a little starstruck. I was like, right? I was like, she was a sideline reporter, and this is amazing. I don't know. I don't think there. I don't so I was like, I didn't give a shit. No, I did not. <laughs> Damn. Like, I was really about to say, I could see how they felt that way. Listen, I was after you for like two years trying to get you to do pods, and you were like, nah. So finally, we finally got you. My like, first show, cool. I actually sat in Lindsay's chair. That's true. So. I can't tell if you guys I are felt. being nice or like being nice, but like low key also throwing a smidge of you know, shade. Nah, you know, no, no shade. Nah, part, it's real. Part of the growth is learning how to accept a compliment. Lindsay. Well, listen. <laughs> and Lindsay, would, would I have preferred that it be Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann from sure. the big show? Yeah. <laughs> but I got Lindsay Smith and I'm all right with that. Hey, so. you know, count your blessings, Espo. <laughs> I don't know if half this audience knows who those guys are. Exactly. <laughs> but you do when you do, and that's all that matters. And that's all that matters. All right, guys, that'll do it for us today. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. with another show. And if... Uh, any news breaks between now and then, we'll definitely discuss it. If it's a big time thing, we got you covered with emergency podcast. I promise to have my ringer on if it passes 10 o'clock at night, just in case something bad happens. I can't turn my phone off, guys, unfortunately. So. <laughs> All right. We'll see you tomorrow. And until then, give the show a follow on Twitter at PHNX underscore sons. You can also follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore bookman. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. Oh, wait, we got a super chat. Sorry, yeah, Espo. Blue. Hold on. Before we would tell you where to follow Espo, Saul has a super chat from Cycle Blue. Oh, yeah. All right. Basketball Cthulhu says, the Lakers have too long been favored by the basketball gods. It shall too come pass, or wait, it come shall to come to pass that their favorite subjects will fall under the burning rays of the cursed suns. I hope <laughs> Basketball it. Cthulhu is correct because I am a little bit tired of how every time the Lakers just always seem to have that luck, and yeah. it really is frustrating. It's, I mean, the ch the tide has to change. It does. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Psycho Blue. We appreciate your super chat. And to round things out, you can follow Espo on Twitter at Espo. Espo, take us home. Even though we think that the Lakers are a threat, still screw L.A. <laughs> ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> Tell the Phoenix Metro, Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family. 